right, let's do the time warp again. Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Rescue Bots podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. Hello, Meat Things, and welcome to Moropolis. I'm David. <laughs> yes, it is astounding. Time is fleeting, and madness takes its toll. <laughs> um, sure, keep singing. I, I, I ain't got nothing musical. I remember doing the time warp. You know, I mean, if I, you give it. Give me half an hour and maybe I can remember a song from I mean, Sweeney Todd. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I guess technically it's not entirely remember because Tim Curry isn't in on that song. Cat, no, no, this is not. This is yes. not appropriate. But, Go. <laughs> you, you can keep quoting songs from a thing I've never seen and probably never will see. Oh, because uh, musicals and me do not mix so well. Not, oh, well, not did, watching uh, Hamilton. You did not spend the Fourth no. of July watching Hamilton. No, not either. I I feel like they're really the odd man out, because the couple of times I've heard Hamilton songs, they haven't really grabbed me. I, I don't get it. I really like all the songs, but on the 4th of July, I really just wanted to watch uh, the the classic film Independence Day. <laughs> <laughs> and this will truly be our Oof. Independence Day. So good. It's so good and so dumb. I love it. Now that's a movie that should be remade as a musical. <laughs> Ooh. Just a singing, dancing, high-stepping aliens. There's an idea. Yeah. I mean, they've got the legs for it. Also tentacles. Uh, I mean, hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my red Oh, my God. Now. They could do that. Anyway, so, uh, so yeah, I'm, uh, I, for one, am uh, not wearing pants, and I'm hucking hot dogs at my computer screen. <laughs> <sighs> and uh, unfortunately, this is the swan song for Tim Curry on this show. Aww. Aww. He doesn't come back after this? Well, well, well Dr. Morocco does. Oh, but, but he's not uh, Tim Curry? Well, Tim Curry had that, had a stroke. Oh, well, yeah, I guess there was oh. that. So so he they, they, he does have a sound-alike voice actor, I'm afraid. But we, we will enjoy this one while we've got it, and he is hamming it up in this one. Yeah. Uh, this is Bot to the Future. If last week's was Back to the Future, this is Back to the Future 2. We are spending most of this episode in Biff Tannen's Pleasure Paradise. It is a little confusing well, that uh, that they didn't actually just call it a Part 1 and Part 2. Because... Yes, this is clearly a Bot to the Future Part 2. And then that sets up a Bot to the Future Part 3 where there's cowboys. <gasps> yeah, kind of surprised they didn't go on to do that. that. Oh, I no, like that one. Little kids love cowboys. Mm. I, I'm not. Do they, they still? Do? I'm not sure if they still do. They well, might. I don't know. I know they like. My nephews liked trains. Well, hey, Back to the Future Three, flying mm. train. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah, at the end, but anyway. So uh, yeah, this first aired August 18th, 2012, written by Greg Johnson, writer of many other Rescue Bots episodes. Uh, most recently, The Lost Bell, the one with Pirate Adventure. Ooh. Yay. So once again, we get a two-parter where the two parts aren't written by the same people. Yes, I think that almost always happens in Rescue Bots. Ugh. Oh. I mean, it's, 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 like a, it's like a relay. I wonder if they try and come up with like the goofiest cliffhanger, and the next person's just like, well, crap. <laughs> that sounds great. Well, that is what happened with uh, when Brian Bendis finished his Daredevil run. Mm-hmm. 
because he ended his run with Matt Murdock in prison. Mm-hmm. So the next writer just had to figure it out. He just ended his run with a big, like, dad joke grin. Like, yep. <laughs> uh, so, yes, previously on Rescue Bots, uh, we, we went... Back in time. And we left Dither slash the uh, Gray Sports Almanac in the past, where Dr. Morocco has used it to win a bunch of horse races and also apparently seize control of Griffin Rock. Well, and n- not the horse races, but definitely no. he. Again, reverse engineering on this level is not a skill to scoff at. That's It's a no. pretty good skill. One thing that I think we can just get to right away, does Dr. Morocco just rule Griffin Rock? Is it part of the United States still? That's a very important question, because that was basically, at this point, I was like, is this still Maine? (laughs) Yeah, it's hard to imagine it, because it's like a nation-state unto itself. What's going on with the rest of the country? Is the entire has he conquered the entire United States, and this is just his capital? Or has he destroyed the entire United States? This is like the last outpost of humanity. Wow! Wow! I mean, it's pretty grim here in uh, here in Griffin Rock in the alternate year of twenty twelve. Just a bunch of bikers. Driving around, uh, some Sammy Hagar's playing. <laughs> um, uh, that high school principal is just uh, shooting guys in his yard. Yeah. Calling yeah. Cody a slacker. It's kind of like that. Fortunately, at, at no point is it implied that he has been assaulting the Burns family's mom. Oh, so God. that's good. Nor did that he uh, make her get those uh, those ridiculous implants. Yeah, yeah. That movie that movie is a little messed up. It, it's yeah. It's a lot. Those movies are a lot messed up yes. when you think about them. They're they're no not good. And uh, Jen, I'm afraid as per um um as per Back to the Future tradition, this is the second one. So we're just going to have to leave you in a dumpster for about ninety percent of this uh, episode, <laughs> and then we're just going to yeah. come back sort of at the end. The second one kind of... I mean, the first one was a little problematic. The second one was also a little problematic. I mean, they're good movies, but their treatment of the female characters could be less terrible. I, I will vote for Mary Steenburgen in that third one, though. Yes. Yes. She is great in that. Her character is great in that. Everything she gets to do is great in that. That's... Yeah. I agree. <laughs> But it's a cowboy movie. I don't want to watch a cowboy movie. Ah, you philistine. No Levi Strauss bullshit. Why don't you make like a tree and get out of here, David? (laughs) 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 
Anyway, back to the anyway, episode. Anyway, so, uh, we're so yeah, the... we, we get there. We've got, we've still got our special guests, Optimus Prime and Bumblebee. They stay behind to fight off Dr. Morocco's, uh, more bots, which basically yeah. takes them out of the plot until the very end. Yeah, they get left in the dumpster for this episode. Yes. It, it, to the point where it's like, it was halfway into the episode and I forgot how they disappeared. It's like, Wait, did the writers just forget about them? We What's do going cut on? back to the one point, and they're just fighting more of these more bots. They, yeah, they, they're just—they're having a normal episode of Prime yes. wedged into the middle of this episode of Rescue Bots. Yeah, there's just there's just twenty minutes of a Michael Bay movie happening in this. They're just ripping out spines and taking and, faces. And that's the thing is, we cut back to them, like you said, like halfway through the episode, and they're just doing murder. They're yep. just doing their usual murder. Well, it's like they have to leave the murder bots off to do their murder, and then mm. all the other characters can go take care of the plot. While... The more bots don't have any kind of sentience, so it's it's a even less murder than killing vehicons. It's yes. like they're too inherently violent to interact fully in the plot with the rescue bots. Yeah. <laughs> they're just doing a murder. You know, what are they up to? You know, murder. All right. So, yes. Uh, where was I? But they do, uh, Optimus, I believe, uh, immediately is like, are these Decepticons? So we do get a name drop of Decepticons, which... We do. Isn't oh, that Very the first rarely time? mentioned on the show. Yeah. Mm. So I know they, they, it, it came up before that they never mentioned them. So is this like the first mention of them? I feel like it might be. I think it might be. Yes. The first time we acknowledge that there are bad Transformers out there. And also yes. Heatwave just really wants to go. There's a little bit of it at, in towards the end of the last episode, but you get a lot of Heatwave just gazing longingly at Prime and Bumblebee. <laughs> just he really wants <laughs> to go do the murder. Mm-hmm. And not have to do the plot. He just really wants to go fight. Poor guy. So they, uh, you know, they manage to evade these more bots. They, uh, they try calling their families. There is no answer. But they, yeah. they do head to the, uh, the now dusty Hall of Inspiration. Frankie and... is, is very worried because apparently her father's phone number just doesn't exist now. And, and at one point, mm. Cody assures her that he's probably, like, didn't even move to Griffin Rock in this timeline. And he's probably off in, like, Portland or something being perfectly fine. He doesn't say Portland. I just said Portland. Yes, that, that seems like a place where he would live. Of yeah. course, uh, then, then cut to a newspaper. Ezra Brown committed. Crackpot inventor declared legally insane. <laughs> Yeah. Or of course, uh here lies Ezra here lies Ezra Green. Shot in the back over a matter of eighty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so at the Hall of oh, Inspiration well, two two greens with the same gun. <laughs> at the Hall of Inspiration, help us, Chester A. Arthur, you're our only hope. And and much like in uh in Back of the Future Two, where there's a a very exposition-heavy video about how how Biff Tannen became the luckiest man in America. Chester A. Arthur tells us about how Dr. Morocco became the luckiest man in uh, in Griffin Rock by inventing the Morbot, which is just dither. He's basically become, like, 
evil Professor Sumdeck. Yes. Yeah. Because he's he's gained everything that he has by making robots, but, you know, he's not just making adorable little dog robots and helpful robots. He's just making evil fascist robots. Yes. And, like, so, everything also in town is gray and everybody's wearing rags. There's a statue of him that's in this just ridiculous jaunty pose that that I really appreciated. <laughs> also, he's totally implying that he's going to straight up murder those kids. Oh, yes. He's all like, yeah. Uh, where was it? Uh, make sure no one ever sees them again. Yeah, that's Basically, the closest you can come being age appropriate to saying "kill them," and also he wants to uh, he wants to get this time machine so he can not only conquer the present but also conquer time. He wants to become Kang the Conqueror. Yeah, Why wouldn't you? Sure. I you know get to sit on my you know fancy uh, invisible chair and uh, you know wear, wear that uh, kicky blue and purple helmet. <laughs> you get to be an uh, ancient Egyptian pharaoh and somehow related to Reed Richards. Sure. But um, you can still kick his butt. I, I, I get to romance uh, Scott Lang's daughter briefly. Uh, you get to be pals with Doctor Doom. Pals with Doctor Doom. Um, eventually, at some point, I'm going to be a mortis, so I'm basically Vincent Price in like a pope hat. He already looks like it. He just needs the pope hat. He does kind of look like Vincent Price. Also, at one point here early on, Chase has the best line ever when they, they, you know, are realizing that this is all because they left other behind. Chase says, it is often said, all that is necessary for evil to triumph is for rescue bots to trample the space-time continuum. I paraphrase, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Chase. Maybe the best line of the episode. A little too wordy, but it was good. good. Well, it is Chase. So, anyway, they listened to Chester A. Arthur explain the history of Griffin Rock from the very beginning. Yes. Which they phrased yes. that badly. He starts out in the 1600s with the original settlers. I'm honestly a little surprised he'd say millions of years ago, <laughs> the North American continent was formed from Pangaea. Yeah, yeah. Also, he's very cranky. Yeah, th- I really this, like yeah. dystopian future Chester A. Arthur's cranky yes. AI. He was programmed differently. Oh, yes. man, this is heavy. But he's still Chester A. Arthur. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess he didn't go back that far that Chester A. Arthur isn't, uh, you know, or that, you know, Morocco didn't install himself as president for life. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, and then it, it's at this point that they run into Hall of Inspiration janitor, Charlie Burns. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Which it, it's dead. I think it would have been cool if they gave him a different haircut, like a different kind of mustache, but. You're asking a lot. Consistency. Yes. So what kind of mustache are you like thinking? Like if it had a little goatee. Are you thinking like the Lemmy? Like, yeah, uh, ooh, a or, Lemmy. Yeah, or like, like a cool. Rolly Fingers? <laughs> what the hell's a Rolly Fingers? Like like the the sort of waxed curled kind. Oh, that's what that's called. Yeah, yeah, something like. Well, that. I mean, it, there was a baseball pitcher in the seventies who had that. Oh, Rolly fingers. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, I, I don't know that so, many old uh, baseball players other than the Rube because he's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the. Uh, you know, he does not recognize Cody. He's like, yeah, I have kids. I don't have you. Yeah. 
He doesn't got have three kids. one like that age. I, I feel that they they came very close to copyright infringement by just having Cody like pull out a family picture and he's just fading out of it. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been okay, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, no, I had th- or pull out a cell phone that would work. Well, I had three kids, and then I had to work in Doctor Morocco's stables, and I got kicked by a horse, so I didn't have any more <laughs> kids after that. <laughs> so he and he immediately narks them out to the Morbots. Yeah, that was that was well, shocking. I like that. I mean, he doesn't know any better. He will at no. least figure out. His, the error of that, of his ways. Yeah, I mean, he's lived his entire life under the reign of Morocco. Apparently. Yeah. Presumably with Morocco always at the same age. Yes. It's perfectly normal. Yes. Because we <laughs> do see Morocco in his uh, rejuvenation chamber again. Yes. But, uh, you know, the, the more bots, you know, they're going to shoot him on sight. Uh, Burns is like, wait, wait, wait a minute. And he just gets smacked aside by these robots. So they save yes. him. Well, what did you expect when you called the murder robots? Yes. But Chase catches him because he's the chief and Ch- Chase has to help him. So, uh, so he, you know, he decides, okay, maybe these guys are good. So he gives them a false lead. Uh, we then get a couple glints. Uh, glimpses of the more bots put the city on lockdown, terrifying local cabbie Huxley Prescott. Oh, <laughs> yes. they oh. destroy his cab. Oh, why didn't I listen to Mother and pursue broadcast journalism? <laughs> I mean, I-, I feel like broadcast journalism is probably a dangerous profession in this setting. Well, I mean, you're just, you know, yeah. you're just the state propagandist. Yeah. Like, another yeah. glorious day from, uh, uh, with our glorious leader, Dr. Morocco, I dare me to tell you how great he is. <laughs> oh, yeah, Morocco probably runs the station himself. Yeah. More uh-huh. TV. Although, yes. I feel like uh... there's there's like a Huxley taxi pun somewhere that never got finalized. I guess the... it was left out of the I mean, I guess they are both hacks. <laughs> yeah. But also, I don't think kids call cabbies hacks anymore. No, I don't think anybody not. calls. Kevin's no, that's hacks a, that's a Dick Tracy uh, era. Yeah. yeah, that would have been something from last episode. Yes, uh, yeah, that is one thing I missed in last episode, like old timey slang. Yeah, could use some thirties. Maybe that would have gotten a little confusing for the audience. Twenty three skidoo, Frankie. <laughs> something. Released a change in the music. Something. Needed more twenty three skidoo. And, and we also get a glimpse of uh, harried restaurateur, uh, Mayor Huxley. But he's wearing a hat, so we do not notice his balding situation. Yeah, he's running a cafe. Judging from the signage, it's like a cafe, like a coffee yes. shop. So, and I mean, you know, these people are too. He's probably got like some desperate scrap of a toupee that he just clutch, clings to Aww. as his last intact possession. Maybe it's an actual um, dead. Maybe would- it's an actual dead rat. <laughs> It would have been funnier if he like had a full head of hair. Like it, it was the one improvement in this time. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Doctor Morocco. He, uh, you know, he did, you know, put the uh, city under, you know, his iron fist. But he did also cure baldness. Yeah. So you know, a little from column A, a little from column B. Some days, you know, I kind of think maybe. Anyway, so we uh, we head now to Burns Auto Repair. And the three other burned siblings are still there, and they're uh, they're just a bunch of grease monkeys. 
Yeah, they're they're building stuff, doing repair work, working on some cars, some cars and some secret projects. Yes, it turns out they're also part of La Resistance. Of also, they mentioned they mentioned that Morocco is uh, sealing off all the secret tunnels, and man, that that takes you about however many years this has been. It's, yeah, it's, that's a big Yeah, he started project. in 1939. 70 years, because there's so many times. And he's still not done. He's just getting around to the last ones. Yeah, yeah. Like, if he's using cement, like, how much? Oh, that's so much work. But Tunnels yes, these are, are the only members high. of La Resistance that we see. So, you know, while we're, while we're sort of regrouping, we sit down for a nice dinner well, you know, as nice as we can get in the post-dystopian wasteland. Although, luckily, uh, Chief Burn still has that, uh, like, bikini lady apron. <laughs> yeah, that's consistent. That's, that's the only thing that's, cons- that's consistent in all timelines. The one where he's evil yes. has that apron. <clears throat> yes. The one where they're all fish people has that apron. It's very important. <laughs> Although the meal they eat looks better than most of the meals they've prepared there that we've seen. Well, it, see, most it, of the meals it, have been disasters. Yeah, in this universe, actually, Frankie can cook. Hmm. That's the other difference. In this timeline, Danny is... Oh, sorry, is, Danny can cook. Yes. Right. No, not even. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they're relating their exciting adventures, being in other episodes of Rescue Bots. Yeah, like the Flobster one, which, yes. to be fair, I mean, if <laughs> yes. you were going to tell people about one episode of Rescue Bots, that's that's the one. Oh, lobsters. Well, they, they went extinct here years ago. Dr. Rocco crushed them up and used the shells to power his robots, he did. <laughs> Why, I, uh, I'd i kill for just a, just a bite of a, a simple lobster roll. Oh, that that would have been a weird thing if, like, the robots were controlled by flob lo, uh, flobsters. Like, that's why they're all flying around. <laughs> that's how they fly. They're they're just oh like they're just like mechs for the lobsters. Yeah, like they've rebelled. Because, like, did the first Morbot many episodes ago fly? I can't remember. I, yes, it did. Oh, okay. Well, now I'm thinking. You know, you got two uh, lobsters, and they have to be bisque compatible. <laughs> <laughs> They're in like a broth of uh, <laughs> of that blue fluid. Yes. All right. So, but soon enough, they are surrounded by more bots. They you and know, they had... one of them transforms. Yes. Hmm. That seems like a pretty big deal. Yeah, they've kind of got weird like vehicle technological modes. and like technological innovation for the more bots. Yes. Because I guess he saw them transform, and so he's figured out more or less how to do it. I mean, look at all the knockoff Transformers toys. Yes. You know, not always, doesn't always work perfectly, but it's not impossible. Oh man, these, these, uh, the Morbots, they should like speak v- terrible English and have random parts of them chromed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You open up the uh, the instruction manual and it's like attach Rybol Baster to Gan Belvgar, power <laughs> Joe to be made floating up. Just touch him. <laughs> Are these more instructions from Genki Genki Bakuhatsu Gambalgar toys? Uh, no, Power Joe was from one of the Brave series. Ah, uh. who is to be made again floating up? 
<laughs> also, down the breast in the arrow direction, I think, was from a Macross 7 or something similar. Turn the middle row top-wise. Top-wise. <laughs> top-wise. So, and uh, Dr. Marco gets on his old-timey microphone, which I find delightful. Guy looks like he should be uh, broadcasting the shadow on this thing. It's pretty good. It it also I'll I'll be honest. It, at first glance, I thought it was just a giant ornate lollipop. <laughs> <laughs> it's a steampunk confectionery. I'm just going to enjoy this yes. uh, while while the more bots move in. <laughs> yes. So the the rescue bots are immediately okay. Well, you know, we'll turn ourselves in if you spare the birds. But the birds are all no. It is time to fight back. With their giant mobile headquarters that they've apparently been making in, like, their basements. Which is big enough for rescue bots to sit in that I guess they thought needed to be that big for no reason. Twelve yards long, two lanes wide, 65 tons of American pride. Can you narrow? <laughs> Can you narrow? Uh, I was just thinking mega weapon. Although it's much more colorful than Mega Weapon. I love Mega Weapon. <laughs> it goes real slow with the hammer down. It's the country fried truck endorsed by a clown. <laughs> Can you narrow? Whoa, Canyon Arrow. <laughs> it also reminds me of um uh the Action Master vehicles, spe- specifically the the big Optimus Prime truck. Yes. Hmm. That is a truck driven by Optimus Prime that must be like the size of a jumbo jet just crushing everything <laughs> yeah. in its path. Yeah. Heatwave, I think it is, observes that it's it's strange to be a passenger and Boulder says he finds it relaxing, which as someone who has yeah. dealt a lot with public transit, I, I agree. It's nice to just be able to sit back and let someone else do the driving. Well, it in an odd twist in this apocalyptic alternate future, this is to sell toys? Oh, it is. Like, this toy comes with an Optimus Prime and, um, I think Cody or something. It does feel really to sell toys. I oh. definitely was like, this is a toy, isn't it? In stores now. <laughs> like, which is a thing, like, this series hasn't really been that much into to sell toys, or as obviously, other than... Well, the main four robots, but this is like two cell toys. It's like, wow, it feels like I'm in a, watching a Sentai episode. Here's the new gimmick, kids. You need it. It's like we're watching weird... a Transformers episode. Yes. <laughs> the weird thing is, I think it only appears in two other episodes, apparently. Hmm. I really thought this would be like, oh, we're going to see this in every episode from now on. Well, I feel like its utility is somewhat limited on, you know, normal Earth roads well this is true but isn't like doesn't like the next season like take two years to air oh like isn't it 2014 i think is yes it is 2014 yeah so like they're selling the toy in one episode here and if it showed up anywhere around here it's years later before it shows up in another episode yeah that's true maybe that's why it wasn't pushed in future episodes so, yeah, it, so it plows through the Morbots. Uh, soon Optimus Prime and Bumblebee are back, and they brought pipes. And I don't mean the guy <laughs> pipes, I mean actual pipes. 
Oh, yeah, they are still... It just feels like every time they cut to them, it's just like, killing! <laughs> Although, note that they're not actually using any weapons. That's no. a, not no like guns, guns. no. Gun. Yeah, Optimus shows up and he's got a his truck bed full of, like, big... Not like pipes, but like the big cement... Sewer pipe things. Yeah, yes. like sewer pipe style pipes. Like the kind you can walk through. Yes. Uh, and, and yeah, he uses Or the kind those you can just huck into a Morbot and they'll explode. Yes. yes. Yes, that kind. So they, uh, they take down all the Morbots. It's just Morocco and his, I guess, command Morbot. Yes. It's got red de- deco it does, on it. It has Ooh, red it's on special. it. Special. Yes. So and so now it's a race to the time machine, and also they they are the uh, the various more bots also get destroyed by the other rescue bots. Um, we see blades leading them through the always perilous uh, Griffin Griffin Rock windmills. Oh yes! Oh, blades is such a brave boy. And he said something about like um. Yes, because Danny. Danny's well, because this Danny hates flying. Yes, yes, probably because she's not, you know, a trained helicopter pilot. Yes. Trained and licensed helicopter pilot. Mm-hmm. But yes, Blades is such a good boy. He's like a very good pilot taught me this. Oh. So yeah, they, they, they head over to the time machine. They get there first. Optimus powers it up. They get through and Morocco gets there just in time to crash into it, destroying it. But not traveling through time. Ooh. So Which now, is kind of a surprise. I, I expected, well, I kind of expected last episode before we found out, oh, he's like 150 years old. I thought he'd been flung through time or something and it would come back around, mm. but no, he's just this barely aging cryogenic <laughs> chamber wizard. Well, yeah, he's just, you know. he's, he's got to take the long way to get to the present. Yes. Yeah. Oh no, now I'm thinking of the recent Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. seasons and Enoch. <laughs> Oh, poor Enoch. <laughs> poor Enoch. Uh, there's, a, there's a little bit of chase. There's a little bit of uh, chase in Enoch. Yeah, I, I agree with that. He's a good boy, though. Oh, I've, st- I've still got to watch last night's episode. The, Same. The, sup- the super 80s one. Yes. I watched the first season and the start of the second season, but then they kill Lucy Lawless and I stopped caring. Well, okay, it granted, did have, but... uh, it did have Constant Zimmer on for a little while. Yes, it did. Uh, we'll the, be talking about her in of, a couple uh, weeks. Yeah. Yes, oh. we, we will be catching up with her soon. Every now and then, even in the current season, I'm like, hey, remember when that crazy shit happened, like, two seasons ago? <laughs> it's just like, oh my... Remember when they were in the future and there were Cree and... Yeah, that Man, that show is a lot... Man, remember when they were in a uh, in a holographic simulation and uh, and <laughs> oh there was like a God. robot lady who led Hydra? She was, yes. she was the, the chick from Gallivant. Yes. Okay, now it sounds like you're making shit up. And and, and she was built by uh, by the brother from the Mummy. Yes, it's <laughs> it's just like so much crazy shit has happened on that show. Oh my God! <laughs> and remember that time? Uh, what's her name from Preacher turned into like a porcupine lady? Yes! She was in the Warcraft movie! Oh, that's right, she was! Yes! <laughs> oh, oh, that actress, yeah. The show just keeps happening. Man, remember that, that, that electric guy who Daisy dated who sucked? 
Yeah, and then he died, and then she's, like, sad about it sometimes. And then he died killing the alien squid monster that had taken over Agent Ward's corpse. Remember how Daisy's dad was Kyle McLaughlin? Oh, remember how, dad, how Kyle McLaughlin was Mr. Hyde? <laughs> did he get to fight the Ghost Rider? He did not get to fight the Ghost Rider. Some other people got to fight the Ghost Rider. And then also Clark Gregg was the Ghost Rider. And for a while they were looking for the Darkhold. Yes! Dark The Darkhold? Yes, yes, there was a season about the Darkhold. Okay, may, well, at some point, maybe I'll watch it on, is it on Disney Plus? I don't know. It's on, it's on Crave here. A bunch of seasons of it are on Netflix. Oh, okay. Uh, and it maybe may be it waiting for those rights to expire to move over to Disney Plus. Uh, also, if you have any kind of cable, I know I just have a pretty basic cable package that just has the broadcast channels, but I can still pull up the on-demand stuff that had been on broadcast channels, so I can see a lot of it that way. But I, like I, I watched the last several seasons uh, on Netflix, so check there. Okay. That, that, that must, watching that all at once must have been a wild-ass ride. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely caught up with, like, three or four seasons all in the course of, like, a month or two. And that was, it was a lot. Man, I wonder, wonder if Peter, wonder if Peter McNichols ever gonna come back. I don't know. Had Patrick Warburton came back. He did, and his mustache. Yes, <laughs> so good. So Patrick Warburton. Oh. Anyway, uh, we're, we're almost at the end of the episode. Um, yes. They, they go back very briefly to 1939, just enough time to yoink, uh, dither from Dr. Morocco. He, but you might as well say yoink. Actually, my, my, uh, my notes literally say yoink. My notes also <laughs> literally say yoink. Because <laughs> that's basically, yeah, that's that's what happens. They go Sadly, back and they're like yoink. My notes say Prime, stick your finger in it again. Yes, and then Prime does stick his finger in it again to to power the time machine with his energon, presumably. Yes, and and also they do get to keep the uh, the the canyon arrow. Finders keepers. Because, yeah, well, yes. well, I mean, no, the, the, the alternate burns, I would say, well, you know, you, you sound like you'll need it, be needing it. And also, we're going to fade from existence in, uh, as soon as you do this thing. So, you know, have fun yeah, doing that. They don't Hand really, wavy, they don't exist anymore, you know. It's they fun. don't really acknowledge that so much as yeah, they might. But. It's a good thing that there wasn't like an extra burn sibling who they didn't yes. know. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they kind of avoid that big problem. Well, time travel isn't as complicated as some other things like, oh, I don't know, Tuvix. Where, you know, that, that's explicitly murder. Whereas this is kind of, the time stream will rearrange itself. They still exist in a way. I mean, it's not even clear that they don't, like, continue existing in their own separate timeline. Like, we don't see that timeline disappearing. There's there's no, nothing no. about the way time travel works here that establishes that it's it's an all-or-nothing case like you that. Know, yeah, so we it, don't know if this follows, like, Dragon Ball rules. Again, there's no, there's no Cody pulling out a picture of himself where he's fading. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they get back home. Everybody's there. Everybody is not in a Morocco-ruled dystopia. <laughs> 
so good. And they, they're they just like, yeah, there's this giant vehicle that we picked up from a dystopian alternate present. Uh, yeah, I guess we, uh, we're going to keep it. Yeah. The, we'll have don't, to build a different garage. Yeah, build and a also, garage. And also don't ask about the mileage. <laughs> and then, of course, since since Doc Green is there, the, the, the rescue bots are all back to bleep bloop, uh, mission <laughs> completed. And Frankie's all, oh, hey, why, why are they back to talking like robots again? totally not acknowledging that her dad is there. Mm-hmm. And he's all, oh, it seems that there's more to your robots than meets the eye. Oh, I'm just kidding. Chief Prince told me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had you, though. Optimus Prime told us when he yes. showed up. When yes. we were like, these other robots just showed up and obviously weren't going to bother with the whole we are not actually alive thing. Yeah, so, listen, so I'm yeah. Peter Cullen. You're not paying me to bleep Beep. bloop. I am Optimus <laughs> Prime awaiting command. No. Yes. <laughs> he is not doing that. You want that, you pay for Welker. <laughs> Welker will be your monkey. Literally, he does good monkey noises. He is very good <laughs> at, very at being good, a monkey. Very, very good. Not Peter Cullen, baby. So yes, and they're they're all like, oh well, thanks to to Optimus and Bumblebee for oh, coming no, to save us, and yeah, and Optimus is like, oh no, you you saved us by you've become a, a great team. I'm just thinking, yes, we were just busy doing all the murder. Yeah, no, um, so you know those weird storms you had a little while ago? Yeah, uh, we'll ask me about those later. Yeah. <laughs> The whole earth, all the earthquakes and all that, yeah. Yeah, uh, you know the robot devil? Yeah, well, he's real, you live on his corpse. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Megatron. Yes. Oh, and also if you hear like some, like a lady making weird, like if there's like a spider lady making weird noises in the forest or something, call us. Don't, don't go in. Call us real quick. Yeah, don't, don't try to talk to her. Don't She is murderous hi. and sexually menacing. Yes. Whatever oh, you do, do not send Cade after her. Now I'm just curious what a a kid friendly design of Arachnid would look like for a toy. Yeah, it, listen. If she she can't be around minors, she has to come around and tell you that she's moved into the neighborhood. Yeah. No, although, admittedly, <laughs> if they they did do her design in Rescue Bots, it would probably be the best toy she got. Cause, well, I mean, uh, she had like two toys and. I don't they know about the Legends, good. but the Deluxe was pretty crummy. The Legends is okay for a Legends? Cause it's I, a had legends? Them, I have them both, and yeah. they're not great. It makes me sad, because I want her to have a good toy, but she does not. Yes. And uh, so, yeah, that is it for this episode, and that is it for this season of Rescue Bots. What? No. Wow. And we'll be back um, much later with some rescue bots, but in the interim, we are going to hit uh, robots in disguise. Yes. Yeah. Get thirsty for furries. So I think we're going to alternate. Yeah, well, because, um, well, one, the where this episode fits in the continuity with Optimus Prime, this aired after the episode Grill in Prime. Which was the clip episode. Yeah. That was the clip episode with Robert Forster. Yeah. So yes. it, it kind of fits that the Prime was wandering about bored because it was after Nimbus's Prime and before more serious stuff in that season. 
But yeah, um, our, our original plan, well, my original plan, because I didn't think about rescue bots, was we would go from Prime right into Robots in Disguise. And, and then some, some listeners said, are you going to do rescue bots? And it's like, should we do rescue bots? And then we looked around, it's like, oh, it's on Netflix. Yeah, let's do rescue bots. And, um. It's a fun show. I mean, I had watched a couple episodes of it, so I. I I liked it. I knew it was likable. I had only ever watched the musical episode in whatever season that is. And uh, I kind of hate musical episodes because, like, um, <laughs> oh, what is the, the music Meister episode of Brave and the Bold? That's a great Aww. episode. You're insane. No, I don't like musicals. I'm the odd man out in this oh. case. So that that first episode I saw, it's like I put a bad taste in my mouth because it was a musical. But after watching, like, not even half of this season, oh, my God, this show is fun. I like this show a lot. It's, it's yes. goofy. It's weird. We, tangents about what, that's not how this works. That is weird. What is wrong with this mad little mad science island? <laughs> but this is probably the most fun talking about any season since like Beast Wars I've had. Yeah. It's a good show. It's, you know, yeah, it's not as much like it's not dark. Oh, no. Like I tend to like things yeah. to be, but yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. It's put together. It's well written. It it gives us an excuse to go on many digressions, yes. such as when we get to it, my Sentai digression, which I started because I figured we may not have as much to talk about with these little friendly episodes, so I'm going to do an extra bonus. And our episodes you are fool. just as long. Yeah, well, I only talk about it for a couple minutes, but and it was thematic. But yeah, this this is fun. Yes. And once we started this, I thought, okay, maybe we'll do one season, then we'll do Robots in Disguise and whatever, and we'll get to that. But yes, we are coming back to Rescue Bots, because this is fun. Yeah, so, well, I mean, Robots in Disguise, I don't know if you bothered watching any of it. uh, I I saw the first season and part of season two, and, well, there is an issue going forward. Oh, yes. Rescue Bots season one and Robots in Disguise season one are on Netflix. I think I think both of those seasons were also released on DVD. But beyond that, there's only ma- random episodes on DVDs, and it's not streaming e- future seasons of either show anywhere. So we have to find alternate means to watch them. Yes, and or that, or you know we're working you know, on hook it. us up, Hasbro. Get, what's a man got to do for a DVD release around here? Or that, that would be nice, anywhere. but we we oh. will have to fall back to my uh, my archival yes, tendencies like, and the fact that I run Linux on everything, so I am fearless <laughs> when it comes to piracy. Uh, I I have strong uh, moral standards when it comes to piracy. I feel if something is legally available, yeah. you should procure yes. it legally. If it's legally available, I think I- if the rights holders cannot be bothered to make something available, yeah. then that's that's where BitTorrent comes in. So yeah. as long as there's a streaming service or something, some way to get it, or DVDs that are reasonable that have come out recently, like there are some shows that are more than a decade old, especially older <laughs> anime, where rights have lapsed and there's no way to get it. And if you can find a DVD, it's going to be like three or four times what it's originally worth. So pirating old anime also makes sense, or things that are not licensed yet. Well, the wibbly wobbly, a lot of things are streamed now, simulcast. But yeah, this this is vanished into the ether, practically. Yeah, I don't like it when that happens. No, <laughs> that distresses me. Especially not like for like 
I think every other Transformers before this is available in some way. To like be even the fair. Except for the, stuff uh, DVDs. except for the original Robots in Disguise. Oh. Yeah, which is, yeah. it did come out in the UK. Yes. And I do need to buy, I bought the first half of that when I went to the UK on a trip, uh, and I do need to pick up the the matching second half of that at some point. Yeah, that, that's like complex. Was that Saban related or something? Yes, it yeah, was. Yeah, absolutely. That's Saban. You know who to blame. Well, which means maybe uh, Hasbro should have bought that back when they got Power Rangers. I mean, ago. to be fair, uh, I know that, for instance, when 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 I when I moved in 2017, one of the things I got rid of was all of my VHS tapes of Armada uh, that I had recorded off the TV because when I mean, yes, eventually Armada and Energon and Cybertron got releases, but they didn't get released until fairly long after the fact. Yeah, well, so we may still see releases of these shows, just not in the timely manner that you would like them to be. Yes. And so Maybe not in time for us anyway. Fingers crossed. Like by the time we finish the last season of Robots in Disguise, oh, it's got a release on Blu-ray, SD Blu-ray now or something. Okay, fine. Whatever. Ooh. That would be a 4K. Yeah. Here's oh, open. Screw 4K. <laughs> 4K makes me uncomfortable. It, uh, like we have reached a progression in visual acuity where like recording media is exceeding the ability of most people's eyes to see 4k is like if we go above 4k it's like most people aren't going to be able to tell the difference most half the people can't even tell the difference now between blu-ray and a 4k (laughs) i can barely tell the difference and i don't care but yeah fingers crossed i mean at least with with robots in disguise and rescue bots i don't believe i don't have any reason to think it's a rights issue i just think it's that i mean Shout Factory is probably busy releasing all the Toku stuff. What? Uh, um, uh, n- no, no, they're not. Because <laughs> are they not doing that? No, since um, Hasbro got the license to Power Rangers, they have not released any new Sentai DVDs since. Mm. Ooh, that's interesting. Which is annoying. Yeah. Because there's 12 seasons that are out. I ha- I now possess 10 of them. I haven't gotten the last two yet. Well, now they w- maybe now they will attempt to appeal to Hasbro by releasing some more Transformers. <laughs> yeah, or something. It's, it's like, although admittedly, there's so many other Toku things that are being released, like all the ult- all of Ultraman is coming out. Uh, Kamen Rider has started streaming, and that'll hopefully get a release at some point, too. It's, I don't know. But uh, speaking of, of uh, lost media, uh, I, I have proposed that what we will do for a Between Seasons episode is go, 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 bots. <laughs> go, go, yes. go, bots. Go, 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 As go, we, bots. A thing I didn't even know had any media that went with it. Yeah. Uh, oh, it yes. had uh, a couple of the bigger toys came with VHS tapes, uh, which, again were something that got tossed in my last move in the embarrassing late year of 2017. Uh, yeah. Because those are available on YouTube. Uh, they they just did a handful of episodes, but they did have, like, I, I definitely remember there being Steve Bloom involved. Uh, so 
uh, I also, and I'll get into this more, uh, but I, I do have some good memories of showing that in the kids' room at a, a certain Transformers convention. So, oh. it was, uh, I'm, I'm interested to see if it's as charming now as it was at the time when it was a lot newer and more unusual, or, or if rescue bots will have ruined it for me. <laughs> All right, so I think that now brings us to David's aforementioned Tokusetsu Corner. Yay! This week on Kyuki Sentai, Gogo 5, the fiery dragon prince's birth. Like the Ooh. dragon prince, like the Netflix show? What? Uh, it's going to be like those videos they made us watch in health class. Oh, no. What? You know, it's it's, it's his birth, right? I mean, all sorts of dragon oh. goop coming uh. out. Oh, oh. No, well, well anyway... This episode, Dan is still in the hospital from last episode of a building falling on him. He's not dead dead, but he's like 50-50, just came out of surgery, he's not awake yet. It's like, oh no, will he wake up? Did they renew his contract for the rest of the show? Will he continue to be the mentor figure, or will he just fade away? We'll figure that out later. Um, (laughs) Grand Witch Grandine is angry because she's like, a face stuck in a rock and some, like, naughty tentacles dragging down. Uh, but she wants to power or hatch their, her son, Drop, who cocooned himself a few episodes ago to upgrade after his elder brother died. So they send out Search Beast Death Stag Ooh. to find something, apparently, like, all of those Drops. sounds are things, all of those words are things I am interested in. <laughs> yes. Well, he's a big, like, uh, red, sort of stag beetle, Hercules beetle combo thing. Oh, with... a beetle. Mm. I was thinking, yes. like, you know, a deer. Oh, no, no, wrong kind of stag. Okay, fine. Sorry. Anyway, so he's out looking for what turns out to be a little creepy boy dressed all in white who's wandering around where fi- trees are on fire and things, and there's creepy Damien Omen music playing when he's around. It's like, oh, surprise, that's Drop's soul in human form just wandering about the city, oh, setting things great. on fire. Like, uh, he's setting, setting the imps, the, the mook minions on fire because they're threatening the pink ranger who tries to rescue the little boy soul. Like, she's treating him very nice, and he's just setting shit on fire. Like, she thinks he's this innocent little boy. No, he's the soul of a monster. Yeah. He's a child monster, but still. And, and like, she gets separated from him because they're trying to help town. Because there's this monster stomping around looking for something. Uh, the little boy dressed in white almost gets mugged by these two other children at an arcade and they take him out back to steal money from him he doesn't know what money is Uh and then he starts setting boxes on fire and is about to burn them when the pink ranger shows up again yeah don't mug the weird kid no he's a little innocent boy it's not a good idea and then she takes him away and gives him ice cream which gives him a brain freeze anyway um the death stag finally shows up and mom's head floats in the sky and says, oh no, this is my son and he has a new name, Salamandinus, because he's a fire salamander, dragon thing. Oh. Sure. 
and there's a fight over that, and, and he tries to burn the Pink Ranger, and she's all, no, you wouldn't do that, you're innocent. No, I'm a demon soul. What? <laughs> Come on. So he ends up kind of exploding, but then just creates a big hole in the ground, and it transforms him into his upgraded form, which is sort of, it looks all like a dragon in human form, but most, or sort of like if you rip, wrapped half of a red dragon around a person. Kind of. <laughs> looks really cool. Um, blah, 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 blah. And that's kind of the end of the episode. Um, does the monster even grow giant? I can't remember. It, it was so much about Salamandines. Well, Drop became Salamandines. That the cool looking beetle monster is kind of an afterthought in this episode. Hmm. Oh. Anyway, they win. Oh, right. Yeah, they do fight him. And But Salamandines goes away because he gets a headache. Another brain freeze at the end of the episode. Implying... Oh, maybe he doesn't want to kill the Pink Ranger, even though he actually did at least twice. Listen, all I know is that San Dimas High School football rules! <laughs> yeah, so he goes back, he swears loyalty to his mother and his mother alone, but his older siblings are like, Great, now you can work with us and learn under us, little brother, and he's like, uh-huh, yeah. So, so there's more friction in the family building up. Oh no! And oh no! At the end of the episode, it turns out Duke's gonna pull through. I—I I mean, Dad's gonna pull through. <laughs> He's awake. Like it. He woke up from his coma. Yeah, he did wake up from his coma. It's kind of annoying that he woke up at the end of this episode. Like it'd be nice if they held that out in one more episode. Like he was out this entire episode, but I guess it's. A parallel again between the villain family and the hero family. It's like, oh, we have a new birth, and oh, our our dad is not dead. He wakes up too. <laughs> Storytelling. So that's the middle of the season, and next week, um, well, next week we're doing uh, our weird between season things, and then, uh, yeah, I guess I'm coming back next season with when we're doing robots in disguise. I'll finish out this season instead of skipping to something else. Okay. Well, I don't know how long those episodes are going to be. I might skip the first episode because there'll probably be a lot of... Exp or wait, are we doing a between seasons? What's this? We I think we'll probably do a between seasons, yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah. We're just explaining the deal with Robots in Disguise. Yay. Maybe we'll have yeah, a guest on. We know some guests. We might. We do. Yeah. All right. So until until then, we are all over the internet. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. And we have a Patreon. Yes, we are hosted by Icon Underground Net, where we have <laughs> iaconunderground.net, uh, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses. That is at patreon.com slash Underground. And for the month of July, we have watched an episode of Challenge of the GoBots, so you don't have to. I mean, I guess you could if you want to. It was just on daily motion. Yeah, yes. you can find it somewhere. It is definitely... A show from the 80s. It sure is. Watch an episode to see what it's like, but cannot really recommend it. Listen to us talk about it, though. Yes, definitely sure. recommend listening to, to us talk about it. We're very yes. funny talking about it. All right. So until next time, when we uh, when we go, go, go to go, go, go bots, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I have finally finished watching two Sentai series, but I'm also now in the middle of watching three different Sentai series, including Go Go 5. 
Uh, somebody on a different Discord server started live streaming a different series, and of course I started watching too. Yay, I'm David. I'm busy with Toki. Go, 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 bots, five. Okay. Browsing something in another window. Oh, if I had more time to prepare, maybe I would do a British accent for this entire episode. <laughs> you just need to psychically convince everyone that you have a British accent. Yes. Anyway, at some point, somebody has to tell us that Dr. Morocco is headed to the one place that uh, the rescue bots can't reach him. <laughs> Space! <Yes>. Spines. <laughs> He's trying so hard. (laughs) We're not going to use that take, right? Oh, no, no, definitely not. (laughs) Absolutely not. Mm. All right, so are we ready to roll? Cat, no. Why? Okay. Go back where you were. Uh, He's just, he's sitting on the floor next to me and just looking at me like, okay... I'm about to jump up there and knock over all your shit. <laughs> Cat, why? Go, go bother your sister. 